I think it's recording now. Hello? Is it recording? Test one. All right, well, can't hear it back till I record it, so I'm going to go with yes. Hello, people in the future who may or may not listen to these tapes. Greetings. Welcome to my life. I apologize in advance. Um, I decided to put my life story on tape because of the wave. Although, now that I think about it, you may not know what that is, because maybe it's just like a historical footnote. Okay. The wave is a really big deal right now. It's a digital virus that is sweeping the globe and wiping out everyone's data. So every photo, video, email, text, you name it, it's all going to be toast when the wave hits. <sighs> Gotta stay hydrated. I feel like I'm at the beginning of a marathon, except instead of running 26 miles, I'm sitting in my living room watching old videos of myself on my computer. It's basically the same. I guess I should start with the basics since I have not told you my name. Um, hello, my name is Ellie, Eleanor Leaf, but never call me Eleanor. Thank you. I'm 38, never married, thankfully. I live in a tastefully decorated condo with my perfect dog, Potato. I don't know what breed Potato is because she's actually a rescue. Thank you so much. Potato, speak. We're still working on that. Job-wise, I am a meme capper. I write witty recaps of the day's most popular memes for the meme site AgroCrunch. I should do something more meaningful with my life, but the world needs memes. It's like the talking turtle says, who, me? <laughs> that reference will be relevant forever. Anyway, my point is we can't all be in the history books, you know? Of course, as soon as the wave hits, all the memes will be wiped out and I'll have to find something else to do. I could either go back to the corporate world or try and live off the land. Between the two... I'd rather eat bark. Okay, tape number one. The pawn shop only had eight of these tapes, so I'm going to try and cram my entire childhood into 20 minutes, like the first session with a new therapist. So buckle up, doc. I figure the best way to go through my data is chronologically. So good girl, potato. She got there eventually. So let's begin at my beginning. Yeah, I'm just supporting you, okay? Look. Oh, honey, I see her head. Brenda, it's a miracle. Get out of me, Satan! Oh, look at her. She's so beautiful, honey. Welcome to the world, Ellie. I need a drink. So that was my high school graduation. I'm kidding. Obviously, that was the moment of my birth. That was me screaming for attention. Definitely don't do that anymore. My dad thought it would be hilarious to send me that video for my 21st birthday, and it has haunted me ever since. But considering that's the last time I'm ever going to see it, I'm glad I have it now. I'm looking at a bunch of baby pictures. Baby pictures are kind of standard, nothing too exceptional. Here is one where I'm wearing a hat. I mean, it's, it's a really big hat, and I'm a baby, so it's obviously super cute. You get it. Oh, okay. Here's a classic video. Baby's first Christmas. You may think that videos are a visual medium, and you're right, but what are you going to do? So please enjoy the audio of my very first Christmas. Okay. All right, Drew, Drew, be careful with the, the ribbons, okay, please? He's too bad. He's not going to eat the ribbons. Oh, he might. Just, okay. Um, this one is for baby Ellie. Seems like a waste to wrap presents for a newborn. Oh, what is in there? These socks that look like shoes? Did baby Ellie like a present? Oh, yes, she does. Yes, she does. She says, socks are dope, papa. Why are you talking like that? Just talk to it like a person. Her. Talk to her like a person. You're such a bummer, Brenda. Just try it. Try baby talk. 
Yeah, come on. Babies like higher, softer pitch. It, it helps them learn words faster. Fine. Um, my name is Baby Eleanor, and this morning I put a sneaker in my mouth, so I hope I don't get diphtheria. I mean, diphtheria. Okay. I'm not one to get overly sentimental, but those socks were so crisp. Oh, um, crisp, that's slang for fashionable. But honestly, I could just make up slang words and you wouldn't know. When something is of high quality, we say that it slurps. Is that real or am I making it up? You'll never know. Is this what power feels like? It slurps. Oh, here's a good one. This video is of my first steps. God, I haven't watched these in years. Oh, oh, look at it. Here she goes. Ellie, come on, come on, just walk. Just walk to me, sweetheart. Oh, oh look at this. She's doing it. She's walking. Oh, so dope. I can walk too. You walk all the time, Drew. It's old news. Brenda, come on. Drew, you and Ellie are both special, okay, buddy? Ugh. My brother Drew is two years older than I am, and he has never been able to handle it when I get an ounce of attention. He was jealous of me before I was even cool. It's fun seeing these old videos of my dad, though, rocking his man bun. It's old-fashioned. I mean, I guess it wasn't old-fashioned at the time. It was just fashioned. All right, uh, here's my second birthday. Let me just describe what's happening. I'm a baby, obs, and I'm sitting in a high chair, super adorable. My mother is bringing me a cupcake with two little candles in it. So sweet. Sometimes I forget that we were a happy family once. Happy birthday, dear Ellie. Happy birthday to you. Uh, hey, honey, can you just maybe not shove a flame in front of our baby's face? Kind of like to have eyebrows when she gets older. It would be a very unique look. Oh my God. Ben, did you get that? That's her first word. Are you serious? She's been talking for days. Okay. Well, excuse me for paying our mortgage. I, I can't even. You know what? You know what your problem is? What? Marriage seems hard. I almost got married once. I mean, we'll get to it, but sometimes I wonder if I blew my one chance to be happy. But then, who could have possibly made me happier than my dog, who, by the way, is a rescue? Thank you so much. Speak of the angel, here she comes. Hi, potato. You are perfect. Hold on, I'm actually tangled. Let me just... I'm not used to cords. Pretty much all devices are wireless, but this tape recorder missed the memo, so I had to hook it up with... No! No! Potato! Let go! Thanks for playing tug. Potato! I don't have time for this! Potato! Come here, girl! You want your squeaky pizza? Go get it! That should keep her busy for a while. She's like a sweet, perfect angel who is constantly making my life more difficult. Where was I? You may be wondering how people are reacting to the reality of losing all their stored data. It's actually been really affirming. I mean, people are coming together and supporting one another in the face of adversity. Just kidding. Obviously, they're freaking the fuck out. Um, they are losing their minds. Most major cities had riots when it started. But at this point, people are just hunched over their devices, refreshing their screens over and over again to see if their memories are all gone. The way I figure, I'll know when the wave hits my neighborhood by my neighbor's mournful screams when he realizes he just lost all his nudes. My neighbor Dave seems like a guy who sends a lot of nudes. There are still a few companies that will print out hard copies of photographs and things. They're mostly used by super rich people to print art. The average person doesn't have access to a printer these days, but now everyone is stampeding to those printing companies. Even if you could afford those places, the wave is moving so fast there isn't much hope of getting anything printed before their servers get wiped too. 
I heard some people are selling Wi-Fi proof safes that are supposed to protect your gear from the virus, but as soon as you take it out of the safe, you're screwed. Everything is so connected at this point, there's no way to avoid it. Some people are even having wave parties where they get together with friends and loved ones and just watch all their shit get wiped out together. I can't imagine a worse way to spend my time. Who would want to sit in a room with a group of people at the exact moment when their lives get ruined? I can't decide what inspires more anxiety, the wave or having people over. At least when I lose all my data, I won't have a bunch of weirdos going through my underwear, which is what I assume people do when they go to a party at someone's house. I know it's what I do. All right, let's get back to business. Luckily, I'm a professional recapper, so I know how to cram in content. Tape is money, baby. Actually, I wonder if I still have... Hold on. Yes. Oh, man. I just hit gold in terms of embarrassing childhood videos. I have a whole folder of comedy sketches and plays that Drew and I used to make. We did hundreds of these. Most of them are unwatchable, or in your case, unlistenable. Like this one. What's for dinner, doofus? Diarrhea. Let's eat. That's enough of that. I can't believe we got along well enough to make so many of these disasters. I'm just going to read some of the amazing titles. Toilet Jacuzzi. Hormone High School. Baby in the Fridge. Yikes. We were a real comedy team. Mine's the comedy. Speaking of not being funny, here is the only time we ever went skiing. Look at this. Oh, look at this. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh. To each other. Ellie, Ellie! You okay, doofus? Are you all right? Eleanor! Are you hurt? Drew, is Ellie okay? I was fine, but Drew broke his tibia, which is a leg bone. I could have just said he broke his leg, but then I would have learned the word tibia for nothing. Personally, I think he broke his tibia on purpose for the attention. Classic Drew. Let's see what other special moments I've got here. Oh, this video file is named October Dumpster Fire. I have no idea what it is, but my interest is peaked. It's just so Okay, honey, it's just so inconsiderate. Just calm down. Okay, I'm going to handle it. Out. Okay, so I'll handle it. Look, you have a temper, just let me talk to some logic. Uh, excuse me. Hi, uh, your car is blocking us in, so. Well, I'm waiting for your parking space. Okay, right, but we can't leave unless you move. Yeah, but then I might lose the space, so. Ben, do something. Well, she's impervious to logic. You're too passive. Well, you're too aggressive. Lady, you better move that electric piece of shit. Ellie, are you filming this? Honey, uh. Put kale in the salad? It's a superfood, Benjamin. Yeah, but you know I prefer Here we arugula. Go again. This is so like you. Oh, well, Unbelievable. Yeah, well, like me. Well, Just rich. Yeah, well, it's rich. more like like you. <gasps> Brenda, did you forget to pick up Drew from Magic Camp? No, he's right here. Hi, Dad. Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. It's all coming back to me. I made that super cut of family drama when I was 12 and shitty. My parents were arguing constantly, and I taped it because I thought it was funny. Until they split. It's all fun and games until someone loses a mom. I threw in that last clip because at the time, I was giving Drew an extremely hard time for going to magic camp. I understand a fascination with the occult. I like spooky shit. But going to camp to learn card tricks as a 14-year-old boy? It seems like he was trying to make his friends disappear. You probably know that children of divorce often blame themselves for their parents' split, even though it's never their fault. In this case, though, my folks got divorced right after Drew learned close-up magic, so... Anyway, a lot happened when I was 12. My mother moved out. Drew got really into sleight of hand. That was more scarring for me, some might argue. That was also the year I had my first sort of boyfriend. I would now like to read the first text my first boyfriend sent to me. I'm not saying this is Shakespeare's first folio, but it still deserves to be preserved for future generations. It reads as follows. Yo, girl, those tits is crazy. Meet me by the VMs. 
<sighs> Surprisingly, Rishi Goldman did not grow up to be an acclaimed poet. I think he sells vape pens now. As you may have guessed, I got boobs that summer, and VMs means vending machines. That was where all the cool kids fingered each other between classes. Also, he spelled meat, M-E-A-T. Rishi was technically my first boyfriend because we held hands on the bus that day. It was the talk of the town. But I didn't meet him by the VMs because when we held hands on the bus, everyone was staring at us like we were a freak show. I could feel their eyeballs hitting me. It was like they were pelting me with grapes. I mean, that may have been happening too. It was sixth grade. I hated that attention. I'm still a very private person, and my tits is still crazy. Oh, finally! That's the Amazon drone with my recurring order of toilet paper. I've been holding it in for days. Be right back! Ah, so much better. Okay. <clears throat> People were worried about drones taking over parcel delivery, but now they're like a member of the family. Cold, emotionless, and you only call them when you need something. Oh. Breaking news, I just got a text alert that the wave has wiped out all the data in Cincinnati. The virus has reared its head almost everywhere, but once it's in a region, it tends to spread out from there like a sinkhole. Damn, it's moving fast. It's impossible to know how much longer we've got here, so let's crank out the hits. All right, so we're in my middle school years. Oh, this is good. Okay, Drew started acting out around this time, sneaking out of the house, breaking curfew, all of the mild things a kid can do to break the rules without going too nuts. Looking back now, I assumed that he was struggling to find a way to come out. At the time, I assumed that he was just such a goody two-shoes that he was incapable of actually rebelling. I mean, it was probably both. So, this is a video I recorded from the top of the staircase of my dad trying his hardest to punish Drew. Dad had what you might call a light touch as a disciplinarian. Okay, Drew, you... Okay, let me, right, let me just start over, okay? Buddy, what you did is unacceptable, okay? You, you took my car without permission, you go to a party that I told you not to go to, and then you show up at the house with a police escort? You're only 15! What is going on with you lately? I can explain. I know. I know it's been tough since, you know, your mom left, and, and you and me, we don't talk the way we used to, okay? But it just feels like there's a whole side of you that I don't know. But, uh, there are still consequences because you, my friend, are grounded. Yeah. For a month. Yeah, a whole month, which sounds actually very harsh when I say it out loud. Uh, okay, you know what? Three weeks, and that's at a minimum, mister, okay? But you do have those play rehearsals, right? Okay, so two weeks, grounded, end of story. Not this again. Damn it, you have the lacrosse practice, too, so, okay... You know what? Grounding isn't practical. I get that, and I think it's arbitrary. So what I really want you to do, and I think it's actually going to be more fulfilling for you, is to think about what you've done. Yeah, reflect on it. Yeah, just sit with it in my disappointment, in your disappointment, in yourself. You know... I just want you to know that you, you can talk to me, right? You know, if something's on your mind, I'll always be here for you. You know, there's nothing more important than family. And I think I'm screwing this up. So let's just order some pizza and you want to shake on it? Shake on it. Okay, good talk. Is this why I reject any and all authority figures in my life? Hmm, I guess we'll never know. Oh, 
here's a classic dad vid. When I was 13, I got my first period and dad just handed me the first aid kit and begged me to ask my friend's moms what to do. Nothing like a wad of gauze up your noonie to make you appreciate how hard it is to be a single dad. Oh, but the most amazing part was that now that I'd gotten my period, my dad felt like it was time for a more mature conversation and I taped it because of course I did. Uh, okay, so, I'm sorry, what are, you, what are you doing? Nothing, just checking a text. What were you saying? Pick up exactly where you left off. Okay, uh, right. Uh, okay, I was saying, I know you're a woman now, so I do think it's time that we had, you know, the, the talk, a, a talk. Okay. You know, because you are, you know, you're an adult now. And, and, um, and being, you're being responsible as an adult, and you should be responsible in adult relationships, too, right? I mean, we can agree on that. Great. Okay, so, um, sometimes when uh, consenting adults love each other um, very much... Okay. Um, this is, it's, it's so much easier to say in my head. Okay, when people love each other uh, so much, they... Okay, well, back when I was a kid, they said smash. Do you guys still say smash? Ew, no, Dad. Okay, anyway, they smash. And um, if there's, well, okay, uh, again, we used to call it D. Uh, if there is a D in play, uh, which there doesn't have to be. I mean, that, hey, no judgment. No, I mean, no, there's no reason for judgment. I'm just saying, if there's a D in play, it should be wrapped up. And, God, this is torture. Dad! I, I appreciate the pointers, but this really isn't going to be a thing for me for a long time. I don't even like getting fingered. What? No, no. What? Okay, that um, that's a normal thing to do. And I I appreciate you telling me that. And I want you to make safe choices. Oh, oh my God, Dad, relax. I'm kidding. I haven't done anything like that. Put condoms on penises. Ew, Dad, that's my, I don't that's need my point. these. Put condoms on penises. Oh, my poor father. <laughs> My adolescence was pretty rough on him. It was rough on everyone. Are you wondering if I was goth for Christmas when I was 14 years old? Nah, you saw that coming. Note to self, goth for Christmas is a great name for a band if I ever develop an interest in music. Okay, Drew, you gonna open anything? Whatever. All right, here, uh, open this one. It's just an envelope, minimal effort. I'll just, I'll, you know what, I'll just tell you. Um, it's movie credits. So, you know, if there's someone you wanna ask out, you can, you know, take her to the movies. Uh, Ellie, how about, how about you? You wanna, you wanna wash off the vampire makeup and, you know, open a present for the camera? I think we're too old for this. Just give us money. You can wrap it if you want. Okay, I'm not giving you money because memories are worth more than money. Okay, here, just open, open this one, Ellie, here. Just get it here. I'll, I'll get it even started for you. There, look. Huh? Huh? Hey, hey, hey. Looks like Santa's elves made you some. What are they? Overalls, that's right, yeah, overalls are back, baby. <laughs> yeah, one of my friends uh, posted about it on LO. Trust me, overalls are always coming back in style. Guys, come on, we need to cherish these moments together, right? There's nothing more important than family. Look, if you want to open the big stuff, then why don't we just open the stockings? Stockings are a tool of the patriarchy. Cool, cool, all right. Uh, Tia, I got you a, a few things too since you're spending Christmas with us. Thank you so much, Mr. Leaf. Merry Christmas. Oh, overalls. What a saint. He was so excited to give us overalls. Even in the throes of puberty, I knew that they were most definitely not back. But I still wore them for years. That other voice you heard was my best friend at the time, Tia Robinson. She was, I would say, aggressively goth. I think I just fell into that counterculture because she was into it. 
she and I were inseparable for years until we weren't. I swear she was stealing from me. Not money, but in a way, sandwiches are like money. I mean, she was taking my lunch out of my book bag every day. That may seem small, but I think it says a lot about her character. It's not like she didn't have her own lunch. Her family was very well off. I think she just did it for the rush. I also may have stopped hanging out with her because I needed a break from the goth lifestyle. That look takes a lot of maintenance. I mean, I can't even do a smoky eye. Okay, now I'm looking at a folder that I named Ellie's High School Term Papers, which obviously is porn. Tame by today's standards, but I have to hand it to my teenage self for going for it. Get a girl. God, what else is in here from high school? Oh, I took a lot of selfies with my friends back then. And looking at them now, I don't remember any of these people. Oh, except we're getting into Harry time. Harry was my high school boyfriend. Let me set the stage here. Imagine a high school hallway filled with dipshits. And then imagine the only two cool people in the universe being drawn together. That's how it felt. What can I tell you about Harry? He was into skateboarding exclusively. It was his only thing. That was it. I used to sit on the curb and just watch him skateboard for hours. God, can you imagine anything more boring? But I did it every day for like a year. And I used to take videos for him. For the record, he was not good. For someone who just did one thing over and over again for years, he was super bad at it. Uh, I thought he was the coolest. Here's a mix I made of his skating videos. That was great, mostly. You look so cool until the very end. Hey, you're getting better. Harry, Harry, are you okay? He was fine, tibia intact. Wow, Tibia, what is she, a doctor? Anyway, I dated Harry for almost all of senior year, but I do not have a prom picture because I opted out of the patriarchy. And also, he did not want to go. We eventually broke up because he weirdly wasn't satisfied with just doing over-the-shirt stuff. I wasn't ready to really get physical. And also, my dad bought my bras, which means that I was wearing industrial-strength sports bras that took 10 minutes to get in and out of. Anyway... Harry dumped me because I didn't want to smash, but then he told everyone at school that we did it anyway. I was really devastated. I, I told Drew about it, and he actually came home from college to defend my honor. I told him I didn't want him to beat Harry up because it would just make people gossip about me even more, so he compromised and keyed Harry's car. You may ask, why did Harry have a car if he was a skater? He sucked at skateboarding! Of course he had to drive his car to the skate park. He couldn't skate more than five feet without wiping out. Speaking of which... Ugh, brutal. Okay, I'm done. After this. <sighs> I am not sorry to lose these awkward ears to the wave. The only cool thing I did in high school was when I was in the senior play. We did Harrison, that musical about William Henry Harrison. It's a one-act, so no one had to learn too many lines. It's mostly about the importance of staying indoors. Most of the files in this section are not named well. This one just says last day. I think it's from closing night of the play, maybe? Good. Yes, Ellie, that's better. Now try passing from the side. Huh. I remember. <laughs> I called this video last day because it was the last day before my mother moved out of the house. Uh, I thought I erased all of these. Huh. Okay, good. <laughs> good, Ellie. That's it. All right. <laughs> she's getting it. Uh, uh. Yes. That's my girl. Yes! Go! Oh, that was really good. That was really good.
Only in the Wave is a Radio Point production, distributed by Himalaya Media, starring Natalie Morales, Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, Sam Buchanan, Ashley Dyke, Kate Paulsfoot, Keith Hudgens, Carrie Christopher, and James III. Written by Aaron Foley-Chan. Produced by April Lamb. Directed and produced by Daniel Powell. Executive produced by Natalie Morales. Script coordinator, Sam Buchanan. Music by Matt Valigdon. Recording engineer, Tim Moore. Sound design and mix by Great City Post. Re-recording sound mixer, Ian Steins. Sound designers, John Moros and Lucas Sanoff. Dialogue editor, Olivia Posner. Foley artist, Sean Brennan. Post-producer, Houston Snyder. Associate producers, Sabrina Fonfetter and Sophia Beck. Production legal services by Bruns, Brennan, and Barry PC. Alex Bach is the executive producer for Radio Point. Thanks to Scott Porch and Vincent Nastry. Special thanks to the team at Himalaya Media, Matt Monreen, Lucy Shen, Lexi Passer, Peter Vincer, Ariel Liu, and Wang Yu.